Welcome to the Law Firm Marketing Minute, your source of internet marketing inspiration. Hey everyone, welcome to the Law Firm Marketing Minute. I am your host, John Henson, and today, uh, continuing picking up where we left off yesterday uh, about how your website can play into where your firm ranks on Google. Um, again, if you want some additional context for why we're covering these sorts of things, because I know you're probably thinking, John, Spotlight Branding doesn't care about SEO. We don't. But uh, I know that you guys do. I know you're conditioned to think that you do. And so I'm telling you how there are some tertiary benefits to SEO that don't involve you spending thousands of dollars a month on dedicated SEO work. Um, with honestly the same guarantees. Uh, yeah, I, I want to preface that too, where it's like, none of this is guaranteed, just like no dedicated SEO work is guaranteed. Um, but you know, a lot of what you spend thousands for every single month is probably already covered in basic website design and, and hosting and maintenance. Um, but moving on. So, you know, and again, if you want to get extra context, go back to Monday's episode where I kind of introduced this series and talk about, you know, what you can expect and why we're doing this. But, um, the next way that your, uh, website can affect your SEO is, is device compatibility. Um, I'm seeing this be less and less of an issue as time goes on, but if your website is still really, really old, like if you have not updated your website in several years, like pre COVID, there's a decent chance it is not optimized for mobile or for tablets. And a lot of data suggests that the majority of website browsing now happens on mobile devices or tablets. Um, so even though the standard is still to build out a website for a desktop viewing experience, because that'll typically be the biggest screen that it shows up on, you do need to have it programmed so that it is optimized and still displays properly for mobile devices. And what do I mean by that is, you know, if a website is not mobile optimized, if you try to pull it up on your phone, it is like the font is going to be preposterously small. Like you're not going to be able to read it. All the images will be small. Like it's going to try to zoom out essentially to try to fit the entire window on your cell phone. And the, and the reason that that's an issue is because our cell phones, they're, you know, vertically aligned. They're portrait mode essentially. Whereas your desktop, they're more horizontal. They're more landscape. And so you get this, you get these issues where, uh, you know, the, the way it's formatted and the way it displays can be all messed up and that can really hurt, uh, the way that, you know, if your website is not mobile optimized, so make sure that your website does that. It does actually help. Uh, another thing is internal linking. So websites that link to itself internally does have some SEO benefits. Um, you know, first, you know, internal linking allows visitors to essentially follow a track to continue to get more information. So what does that look like? You got your homepage, all of your links are on there, but maybe they go to a practice area page. Okay, cool. They go from your homepage to a practice area page. And then from the practice area page, maybe you have a free resource related to that practice area that's linked there. Cool. People are going to click on that to get more information. Then they're going to click on that, uh, the form to get the confirmation. Great. And then on that confirmation page, not only do they get the download, but then maybe there's also a link to contact the firm because maybe they're ready to go ahead and do that. 
they can go ahead and do that. So that, you know, being able to create those pathways within your website, and a lot of it's not hard, a lot of it just comes very naturally, but it's something that maybe you or maybe a previous web designer didn't take into consideration, but those sorts of things, you know, and, and we talked about that in the kind of the user experience piece uh, in yesterday's episode, that stuff is going to help improve search results for keywords. It's going to allow Google to crawl and index the website. Again, very basic, very tertiary benefit, but it's something that I think a lot of people end up paying thousands of dollars a month for when you don't really need to. You just need to do that correctly the first time around. Uh, another one is, you know, different kinds of tags, um, and schema is kind of an older SEO trick. That's really, you know, less and less relevant as time goes on. But, um, a lot of websites will generate what's called meta descriptions, which acts as basically a few lines of teaser text underneath the search result on a Google search. Um, it's automatically generated or Google just pulls like the first couple of lines from the actual uh, content on the page. Um, the the schema also kind of works similar to basically customize how you want each page's title to appear in a Google ranking search if it's different from what the page is actually titled. Again, this is where a lot of SEO companies will come in and manipulate that to try to you know rank on a keyword. So basically, if you just want your page on your website to say car accidents, fine. But then the the SEO companies will come in and modify the schema so that uh, Google shows it as Houston car accident attorneys, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And it's it's just it's that sort of thing is not necessarily as relevant today, but it is something that a lot of people did a while back. Um, another way, another thing is the tag. So these are like just basically small pieces of code that are already programmed into your website, and these pieces of code tell Google what a particular portion of the website is. And this is important. This is basic programming. If your website doesn't do this, you hired a really bad programmer. But it, there's two primary sections. There's the head section and the body section. And then different elements of the page from there are, are entered into the mock-up of the website. And from there, um, you know, in these uh, tag sections, there are, um, you know, where you place pixels for like Facebook ads or Google analytics, stuff like that. Um, again, this is all really basic, but it does actually help. Um, other things, you know, image tags so that, you know, whether it's for ADA compliance or just for Google image searches, um, having tags on the different images, uh, is helpful headlines, obviously very helpful. Just make sure that it's not clickbait headlines or inaccurate information. But again, ethics wise, you guys should be good about that. Um, and then also, um, just to kind of wrap this up, you know, uh, one final note on the t on the on the headlines. Only headline headings one and headings two are picked up by Google for search relevancy. So, you know, when you're creating a blog post, do H1 or H2. H3, 4, 5, and 6 doesn't really matter. That's more for just style and and you know visual appeal. But um, <clears throat> you know, I know when we do websites, all of the page titles are typically the H1 tag, and then subheadings are H2. And if you do that, that's what's that's what's going to be picked up by Google first when they're ranking your pages um, and they're going to apply it to the relevant searches. So we're going to pick this all back up next week, going to continue, um, but we're going to explain some other things as to what we don't really care about with SEO or don't mess with with SEO um, that is honestly not something you should be messing with either. So looking forward to it. We'll see you next week. 
Thanks for joining us. Please visit lawfirmmarketingminute.com for more information. We'll see you next time.